This is the You Belong Podcast, a podcast for all photographers where we throw out competition and comparison and instead embrace community and growth. We have the ability to learn from each other, and this podcast does just that. I'm Allison Hatch. Join us each episode because you belong. Hey, Rachel, thank you so much for that dumb little countdown. I like it. So I'm trying to get into get into the groove, into the vibe of my countdown before my podcast. It's so good. <laughs> they all need to see it, Allison. Okay, maybe I'll do it. I mean, it'll probably get turned into a meme or something, yeah. probably. If I if I if I'm lucky. Anyway, thanks, Rachel, for being on today. I'm so excited to have you. If you guys don't know Rachel Larson Weaver, she's a friend of mine, and she's amazing and creative and wonderful and so much fun to be around. So I'm so glad you get to be on the podcast today. And we're going to talk all things words, which isn't very photography of us, but we're going to talk words today. <laughs> we get to lean into our artist creative selves that, that like are even more expansive, maybe than our photographer selves. Yes, expansion. It's all about expansion. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So let's start with you can introduce yourself if you want and how you got into writing. Okay. So I, as Allison said, I'm Rachel Larson Weaver. I am a film photographer. That's, you know, how Allison and I came to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also a mom to five kids. I, um, who happened to also mostly be homeschooled. So they range from like not yet in school and about to graduate in college. So, you know, there's a lot of various school happening or not happening. Um, And I also do educating and mentoring for photographers. But one month a year, I teach a writing workshop, which is uh, part of what we're talking about today. And yes, yes. Then I guess the other part of the question was, how did I get into writing? Sorry. Yeah. You know, how did you, you get start into writing? writing? Yeah. If you're an analog <laughs> film photographer, how is writing part of your process and how did you even get into it? Well, it was my process before photography ever was. It was actually writing that kind of brought photography to me. So my creative background was when I was young, I would not have actually said that I was particularly creative, but I loved to write. I was, I always had a diary. I was always journaling. I was always dreaming of stories that I wanted to write, that that felt like a path for me. I also love the beach and I love swimming. And even as a kid, I was like, I bet a writer could just like live on the beach. They could live anywhere. So that was a big part of the dream. And so my undergraduate degree was in English. And I, after my undergraduate, I started my MFA in creative writing. I had a baby in the middle of that first year. And then I was like nursing her the second semester. And so I did not finish that MFA in creative writing. Um, But that was always kind of the way I was drawn. But after I had my third child, I, um, I was missing having a consistent writing practice and I wanted to start a blog and I felt like, oh, to start a blog, you have to have a camera. There has to be some pictures. Um, And so it was actually, 
I started with the pictures to pair with the words, but now I tend to sort of think about the pairing almost in the other direction that now I often start with pictures and go to words, but I like the interplay of the two mediums, which I think lots of us do. It's the popularity of magazines were always the interplay of those two things. Blogs, social media, lots of places we like what conversation a photograph and a caption can have. Absolutely. And as photographers, we have no choice if you have a business to have to write. You have no choice. So why not embrace it as like a part of your creative practice and your expanse with your work that you do instead of fighting against it, which is a lot of the reason why I came to you because I was like, I don't really want to do this. I don't know what to say. Like, Rachel, help me out. This is hard. It can be really challenging when we're so used to being behind the camera and being faceless to having a voice in that way. And I think that one of the things that becomes sort of important, I think, for the artist photographer's artist, photographer, entrepreneurs in particular, that if you're trying to run an artful photography business, but then you are always thinking of your captions or your newsletter or what you're writing on your website as copy rather than another art form to embrace, you might feel yourself more resistant. Because I think most of us, we see the images we create, I don't think we're thinking of them as content, right? We might be using them sort of in that way, but we're creating art that we're sharing. And if you start to think of your writing as another way of creating art that you can share, but in a different medium that will help get your work also in front of more people's eyes. I mean, just from a logistical kind of marketable analytical point of view, when you have longer captions, for instance, on an Instagram post People stay there longer to read them, and that tells the algorithm this was a more interesting piece of content that it is going to put in front of more people. But if people have to trust that what you're putting (laughs) in those captions is something of value and that they're interested in, and so that's a practice you can build up. Yeah. So let's back way the heck up. We kind of like jump from how you started doing words into, (laughs) all right, let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. So let's back way up. So five kids, MFA, like homeschool, your life is chaotic and you're adding in (laughs) writing a newsletter and captions and mentorships and all these things and doing it from a place of creativity instead of copy. I have to do this. So what, how are you juggling all of that? How are you adding in writing into your daily life as a creative practice versus have to do? Well, one thing that I think is interesting to point out, you say all of those things and all of those things are true, but it's in some ways I might argue that it's the writing that helps make all of those things be possible rather than it it being another thing that adds on. So I kind of see that I have 
two separate writing practices and they serve really different purposes. The first is a morning page practice, which kind of comes from Julie Cameron's ideas, but I, don't, I loosely follow the artist way concept on morning pages. But those pages that I try to write by hand in the morning, usually before the rest of my house wakes up while I'm drinking coffee, that is me processing all of the swirling thoughts, all of the like ideas I have, the need to do's, the the anxieties, the hopes, the dreams. Those pages help me to work through all of that and to feel like I've kind of, by putting them on the page, I can let them go and then I can ground myself in the rest of my day. The thing that they also serve to do is that as I'm writing them, to the surface comes ideas that keep showing up and that are revealing themselves to me. And when I know when those ideas keep bubbling up, that that's probably something I want to write for a newsletter, which then becomes a shareable, more public-facing piece of writing, which that morning pages feel less like a creative act and more like a meditative prayerful, therapeutic act, mm -hmm. whereas the writing of the newsletter kind of builds on that, and that does feel like the act of creation. Um, yeah, I think as artists, we all have to have some sort of creative practices outside of our quote unquote medium, right? Yeah. And everybody's heard of the artist way. And if you really do it, it's actually quite expansive, <laughs> like yeah. spending time in nature and all this stuff. And I think it's absolutely okay like you're doing is just picking a part of it that works for you. We all need to just try to find yeah. that creative practice that works for us. And it's, it's the same for me. I journal every day as well. And I, the, when I really think about what it does for me is we have all this information coming at us all the time and it just kind of helps empty it out. It's just yes. like, just it empty feels like it. relief. Like yeah. where, I mean, not to use like a really, it's like popping a pimple or something. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, cool. Satisfying. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like that's done. That's so yes. now I can go on to the other stuff. And it's not like festering or, uh, yeah. but it really has, you know, that's, I think a huge part of, like I said, it, it's almost separate from my creative practice. That's like what allows me the space to be creative. It's the work before the work. Um, mm -hmm. But you also mentioned, I do think having like more than one creative medium that we engage with, even if the only thing you care about truly in your heart of hearts is photography, I think when we are exploring other mediums, it helps make our photography richer and it come, helps us come to it with a new lens. And and so playing in something and doing a little bit of cross training. I mean, I've never, I've never been an athlete, but I think they do that, right? Like, Don't ask me. Thing. My friend, yeah. I haven't put a foot in a gym in a very, very long time. Like, so I don't know. That like, you know in off season, they're doing slightly different things and you're working different muscles and it does help come yeah. back to it. So even if you're like, I don't actually care about writing and it doesn't have to be writing, it could be anything. But I think if you are thinking about music and rhythm, that's probably going to then impact 
how you photograph. Or if you're thinking about painting, then all of a sudden you might have a different appreciation of how colors and and so those of us who writing is the other thing, it might be even more about story or there's just different ways that those things are going to impact how we we build out the art in any other field. And I then, as I said, I started because I wanted I wanted pictures to go along with my writing. One thing that I found, especially at the time I had little lots of little kids. I had a really hard time um, writing in the noise at that point in my life. And so photography was something that I could do in, in the hustle and bustle of my life where writing felt a little harder in that space. And I didn't, I was trying to give myself, I don't know, permission to do what feels right in any given season, right? That you're not holding so tight to the thing you always thought you would do that when a new thing uncovers itself, but now I've real. And so then I leaned pretty hard into photography and it's been in the last three years or so that I've brought back a strong writing practice. And then I, I like how they sit together and who knows how that'll, that will evolve in the future. Yeah. Like it's, Amen to that. Amen yeah. to whatever yeah. creative practice is coming towards you, accepting it and letting go of what's no longer serving you. And I'm, I am the same. I feel like as I want to live an artful life, I'm making this decision. And so it's easier yeah. for me to be pick up different things. Like I have a lot of different outlets and mediums that I like to do. Um, But if you aren't that person, maybe considering trying something outside of your medium, like you said, would be helpful for your medium and writing um, and journaling every day, because I don't consider myself a writer. I just don't. It's not where I feel comfortable. Like you are freaking amazing at it. And for me, it's kind of a little more, you know, stop and start like. I feel like it's um, learning to drive stick shift. It's like, uh, uh, like back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes I can get forward and sometimes I stop. But just journaling and like practicing, just practice, yeah. right? The thousand hour principle of you yeah. just got to practice until you're great at it. Even though I'm journaling random nonsense that is not for anybody's eyes ever. And I delete it every day even. Yeah. But to just <laughs> practice typing yeah. it in a thought onto a page. Just that alone is immensely helpful. Because it can be so difficult, especially if you grew up kind of under under traditional schooling situations and you felt like once that, that it was going to be judged and it was going to be, there was a standard that what your words needed to be. And, you know, and so there can, that can be a sort of a triggering experience for some people. And it can, there can be a lot of resistance to the very act because they're thinking this has been painful in for me in the past. Um, and I can think of all sorts of ways that your words could have been misconstrued in the past or used against you, or there can be this place of difficulty in the practice, but by showing up and doing it through journaling, doing it for your private self, like, and just the repetition of it, you, you tell yourself like, oh, I'm safe here. Like I can, I can show up here. I can do this for myself this is okay. And I think you can relax into it and see what it reveals. 
Yeah. I'm lucky enough to be really old so that <laughs> stuff I made in yeah. the past wasn't for show. Yes, I did grow up in public school and yes, I wanted to be a straight A student and I never have put that those like connected the dots yeah. that way that me writing a paper is going to be graded. But yeah. I I feel like in our society today we create for content's sake right? Yeah. We create to show and creating to show is super important, but the reason behind it is even more important. And being able to create for no show is also really, really liberating and important for yourself to just have that freedom of expression for freedom of, of expression's sake. And if that's journaling, writing, or photography, or, or you know, dance or whatever the heck yeah. it is, just doing it for the sake of doing it is so a great first step, especially if you're uncomfortable in that medium. Yeah. One of the things that it kind of reminded me of too, as you were speaking, something that I think can be an interesting revelation when you are doing that writing just for the sake of yourself, just for your own eyes. But as you see what keeps coming up over and over again, I also think some of your like obsessions can become revealed. And one of the things I like to ask photographers who are engaging in that practice is, is there an overlap between what you're obsessed with and what you're thinking about all the time and the actual work that you're creating? Because sometimes Ew. it's interesting to me, they aren't. It's like uh, they've just been in their lane of photography and how they're going to depict a thing. And they haven't put those together and I and sometimes in writing it I realize shifts that I should make so that my work is more aligned with my values or with you know what my interests are but I like it as a as an indicator for myself it's deeply profound Rachel and I'm not surprised you had that deeply profound yeah. thought because you're just like that you're amazing but it is it's really true um, if you do do the artist way, she says in the beginning that you will change. Like you cannot be the same person if on the other side of this practice and journaling. And we're talking about writing in general, yeah. like just writing um, and yeah. get creative writing or whatever. But journaling, yes, the same stuff coming up over and over again. And um, it's like uncovering things about yourself yeah. and what you, yeah, who you really are underneath all of the cultural things that we've taught oh my goodness did you just why am i like fire working behind me <laughs> guys i wish you could have just she's saying this what like beautiful this? thing and then fireworks exploded behind her screen it was just her screensaver went nuts and it was like it was amazing screensaver either okay maybe the computer is like oh allison you're having a wonderful thought that this is so exciting that was so good but yeah like you, you know, culturally we've taught to protect ourselves, right? Like we don't, our true authentic selves, unfortunately, we've had to like learn to keep safe. And when you journal, you're, you're relieving that you're letting go of these things, peeling things back and finding things about yourself, but connecting it to my work. I haven't thought of that before. Like the same <laughs> things that have keep coming up in my journaling. Am I showing it in my work? And I'll be honest. No, I'm not. And I wonder if I should. I mean, I again, know. you can try to make that work and you don't have to show that either, but yeah, it could just be interesting to see, like, what does this look like in photographic form? What, yeah. 
and it doesn't have to be a one-to-one court. It doesn't always have to be so literal, right? But if, if you're writing about belonging, seems appropriate given the name of the podcast, but like, then what, if that keeps coming up, some desire for a sense to belong or what, then what, what are the different ways that that translates visually or how do you talk about the absence of it or do you know what I mean like that that then becomes an interesting question for consideration but I just think I don't know always asking yourself the questions and seeing what the answers are uh feels as useful as coming up with the answers um recently I had I felt like in my own journal journaling practice I was getting kind of stagnant and so I've just shifted to, I mean, it feels kind of a, like a prayerful opening to be like, what shall I know today? Like, mm-hmm. what do you got for me, God? And that sort of question when starting with the pause has been interesting to see what comes because otherwise sometimes I would jump right into this is what I have going on and this, like, how do I make this happen? But kind of that second of pause has been revelatory. Um, so yeah. how do we do the pause in our own work? It feels useful. Definitely. That like, I was just talking to my son about this last night, that pause between something you react to, right? Like your reaction time, if you can elongate it more, like what are you oh. really actually trying to get across or do? Um, just by expanding that ever so slightly. I was like, even for a millisecond, just expand it just a little more. And I was talking about him, you know, responding to text messages because anyway, I'm a mom of teens. So, you know, but it's true in like having that pause because we're such go, 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 go. Our lives are busy. Everybody's are. And if we can leave space and I'm going to get a little woo woo here for a second, leaving space for that, you know, like you said, spirituality, like what's God trying to tell me or what is the creative source wanting to give to you that day? It's like trying to talk to you, but if we're too busy to listen to it, then it's not gonna, it's not gonna land. So having that pause, I love it. I was going in with my text message before they ever had a response, something, anything to say. And I was like, creative source, here's what I've got going on. And there was never like, yeah. I wasn't trying to create a dialogue there and it's been, I feel like it's been something kind of 2024, the last few weeks. And I felt, I have felt so settled and grounded and like more peaceful than how kind of that tail end of 2023, where you kind of get that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yes. I'm like, okay what will come to me is going to come to me and the words, but writing is writing is a practice that I think asks us to slow down and anything that we're any creative practice that we're doing. That ha- I mean, you're an, do you knit and crochet? I knit. Yeah. I mean, that's a slow ass it is practice. So, it is a slow <laughs> ass practice. Oh my goodness. People like ask me, why do you do this? First of all, you spend a ton of more money 
than yeah. buying an actual sweater, first of all. You're going to spend more money and then you're going to spend who knows how many hours to yeah. actually knit it out. And then if I don't like it, I will rip it out. I will just undo it. It's not about the end result for me. Yeah. It's about the practice. It's about yeah. feeling it in my hand, like finding something I want to create, feeling it in my hands and the rhythm of knitting, like it's more about the creating than the end result for knitting. That's that like way too reverent for knitting. No, but I loved it because I was thinking about how different, different mediums then impact it. And I was thinking about like the textural and the feeling quality and that being something that like you love. And I can think about how that also shows up in the images that you make. And like, again, the interplay between what we love and how they come into different places. Like that makes sense to me that here's this person who has reverence for texture. And then you're like, Oh yeah. Duh. I haven't thought of that before. That's true though. That's awesome. Okay. So you offer a writing class. Let's talk about, I've actually taken it and it was, can I say it this way? It was everything I didn't expect and everything I needed. Like I went into it for something other than what I got out of it. And what I got out of it, it was exactly what I needed to get out of it. So let's talk about your class. It was awesome. So let's talk a little bit about it. So the, the bone structure of it is that every day for a four week period, I mean, I keep saying every day, but it's Monday through Friday. I don't consider the weekends days. <laughs> something in it. You get it emailed. Off prompt everybody in the group does and then twice a week we meet for live calls that do uh they that that we do exercises in class that there's ideas that I'll share and bring and then people are sharing their work uh both maybe what they've made outside of the time and then like sometimes the exercises that we're writing in there i think i love a prompt and i love how it can it can change how we've been thinking about something and so even if you're a writer but you feel like like me that you can be writing about the same things over and over again I don't think that there's anything bad about that I just had a newsletter on that and I was writing something else in that same idea I think we get to write about our obsessions until we're done with them we'll know we need to stop writing about them because we'll want to and like don't suppress that Because if you suppress that, you're going to suppress the whole creative flow. So just like let it come out and through. But I also think you want to balance that with novelty and new ways of thinking. And probably your obsessions are still going to come through in those places. But maybe now you've changed the lens that you've looked at them because we're trying to imitate a stream of consciousness style, or we're thinking about how we can use repetitive word phrases. So like there's some of those craft elements woven in so that hopefully that you can take, um, take some of that to apply to your writing and feel that like you have more, uh, more of a toolbox, more skills around it. But primarily I think it's about, the ritual in creating time and space for your writing, for connecting with other creative people who are willing 
to share their work and to listen to your work. Like, I feel like listening is a huge part of what, of what we're doing in there. And I think that that can be a really beautiful thing. Um, so inspiring yeah. and connecting and listening feel like really what, what we're creating the space for together. I mean, I was amazed what some people were sharing in yeah. there last year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was mind blowing, a little daunting, but I think what's so important with your class and what I appreciated so much about it was number one, it's completely safe. It's a completely safe space. If you can, if you're like, I have no creative writing ability whatsoever, you're absolutely welcome and safe in that space. You can choose to share or not share. You can go through the prompts every day in your own way. And when you feel ready to share something, you can. Um, you also do a Facebook group with it. And so yep. people were sharing. Um, they weren't feeling willing to do it in class, but they would do it in the Facebook group and whoever read it read it and gave feedback. And honestly, everybody's feedback was incredibly positive. Um, nobody's going to be mean or pick you apart. <laughs> That's not the reason for the class whatsoever. It's about, for me, it was about the confidence in my own voice, which I didn't have before I went in. I had no confidence in my voice whatsoever and that my voice didn't matter. And after <sighs> I came out of the class, I felt like, yes, this is my voice and it freaking matters and I'm going yeah. to share it. And if I get, and I felt confident enough that if I got negative feedback or if people are like, what you're saying is absolutely not true or ridiculous or wrong, I could be like, eh, well, that's how I feel. And you can take it or leave it. And it yeah. was so liberating to take your class for me in that sense. That makes me so like happy. That brings me a lot of joy A because like, I like hearing your voice. I like Thank the you. things that you have to say. I like how you say them in your podcast. I like how you say them in your newsletter. I like how you say them on your Instagram. And, and I do think it is a nice place to be able to practice sharing that work, like, and having kind of a baby step maybe before mm -hmm. you are trying to share it more publicly because it's a more limited group. And also, I don't know if you ever find this, sometimes I'm more worried about sharing things to people I know than people I don't know. Like it's a lot easier to, yeah. to show it to strangers where it can feel a lot weirder when you're like at the grocery store and that lady you that lives across the street mm -hmm. read your, do you know what I mean? That yeah, no, I do. I absolutely like, do. Ah. Yeah. And, um, but so you are practicing it, that kind of sharing in a group that is, smaller and is maybe separate from the rest of your life and it might make you feel a little more liberated to to try out what it feels like to speak certain truths um yeah absolutely like if you are feeling like you need to incorporate like you know you need to be writing more for whatever reason your business your personal self your creative practice whatever your your class is definitely the place to start it is a really great springboard for whatever needs to come next. You know, I had this thought as you were talking to about like how it can be intimidating if you don't feel like a writer. And there were people in that class who were there. <laughs> well, and also like yeah, people who me. were very confident writers and had, and like, this was really something that they had done, but I want to, so 
to give you a little more of my background. So I have this homeschooling background, but I was also a public school English teacher for eight years. So I'm like used to reading and responding to people's writing. But one of the things I love about a homeschooling model is that um, when, and I think like this is kind of the Montessori model sometimes, but the idea that like everybody's not on the same level all the time, I don't love like age segregation when kids are little. And I also don't love like skill segregation always, because I think that there's also so much learning that gets to happen when you have people like in various abilities coming together because, and it doesn't just mean that the people who are the most skilled and competent at something are just like carrying the weight. I also think of like people who maybe don't know how to do it. I think that they're also learning from them. You become more aware of your own writing and your own process and your own decisions and why you're doing things. Sometimes also when you're seeing people who aren't doing those things and you're thinking about them, that it can be like, by reading that, you notice like, oh, I think they could have kind of tweaked their parallel structure. And am I doing that? Or you, do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. there's this interplay that happens. And I think that that is a beautiful way to learn and to come together. And um, I felt yeah, like it was I, one of the things I loved about the class last year. And I'm I did. I, so my perspective is a newbie and that's yeah. why I keep talking about it. But there were people in there who obviously were very well read and yeah. write yeah. often. And it was just so interesting to interact with them. Yeah. And if you, it, I, I just have my perspective, but yeah, I yeah. would assume that if you've been doing it, having just getting, gaining a different point of view with your work, no matter where you are in your journey of writing is helpful. Which, you know, that's my, I like bringing not completely homogenous groups together in an ideal world. So I like mm -hmm. it when that, that happens. And then the different things that you bring to it. Also, I think sometimes, you know, it's that beginner's mindset can also be revelatory. I mean, how many people do you know that, to bring it back to photography, you like learn how to take kind of perfect pictures and then you want to go back to like using disposable film cameras so that it's messy and has that, that wild raw quality. And sometimes as you're reading people's work who they haven't polished it so much, it reminds you of that that energy and that zest that can come for writing that you're like, oh man, I've been editing that out of my work. Like, how do I reconnect to that piece of it? That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So oh, when does your next um, run of the workshop go? Oh, you've got me so excited thinking about it, Alice. Yeah, Because sure. it's not for a little bit. The class doesn't start until uh, March 4th, I believe is the first Monday in March. And then it runs for four weeks. The class, the live portion of the class is on Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon Eastern. And those are all recorded. Um, yeah. And based on feedback that somebody named Allison Hatch, I'm going to change how you get the recordings. Because you had said sorry, that it was like, sorry, no, was no, I love that. I was like, oh, at the end of every email, I'm just going to keep, they can all be there, the links in every single email. So that like when I'm sending, anyhow, that's a boring technical piece, but I want to, I was like, Allison, thanks for that. That was a good <laughs> fix that yes. 
technology challenge to me. It was like, where are they recording? Yeah. <laughs> but I love that you're doing it in March. I feel like spring is, you know, such a great time to work on ourselves, expand ourselves and grow. Whatever little seed <laughs> of that creative source was within you is ready to expand. Like March is such a great time to do it. I love you're doing it in March. No, it feels really right to me because I think lots of yeah. us are kind of getting out of our slumber. And I think even as people are signing up for it now, it feels that like I'm ready to have something to be excited mm -hmm. about and to look forward to. And that often yeah. also depending on like what region you are in photograph, I start to feel that photograph, like that, that desire to create, but sometimes in March, the light still isn't great. It's not that like, it's still not that easy, the circumstances, but then getting to have something to start scratching that creative itch as you feel yourself kind of working out of the dirt. Yeah, to bloom. definitely. Definitely. Okay. So we can sign up for the class now. Yep. You can sign up for the class now. Um, I think based on when Allison said this is coming out, the early bird price, which saves a hundred dollars applies until January 29th. So oh, yes. if you're listening You'll have to this, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're listening to this quickly or, you know, like when it comes out, you still have time a for couple the early days, bird actually. Yeah. A couple yeah. days. Cause it's going to come out. What's the date today? Anyway, it's coming out soon anyway. Yeah. And then where else, what else can people, if they don't want to work with you with writing, well, how else can they work with you? You have so many different offers. Let's hear them real quick. <laughs> um, if you are a photographer and you want to work in kind of a longer form format through mentorship, I offer uh, an intimate mentorship experience where it's like four people and for four months and there's a in-person workshop in my hometown. So uh, people are signing up for that summer round right now. Um, and I also travel the U.S. making pictures. And so if you are interested in working together, um, all of that's at rachellarsonweaver.com or rachel.larson.weaver on Instagram. And then Perfect. you can sign up for my weekly newsletter if you're so inclined. Uh, I love and, you your know, newsletter. One of the things I like about newsletters too, it also kind of, I don't, it gives you a place. Do you ever find this, that you'll read somebody's newsletter and then you kind of want to respond to it. And that yes. gives you your idea for your newsletter that like, yeah. you just like let it kind of be a conversation. Um, so mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to see who responds and who doesn't respond to my newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And those people usually have their own newsletter <laughs> who are responding. Yeah. But I also think sometimes the response can be like, sometimes you might've said something and I might not respond directly almost, but then the idea is percolating. And then it's like, mm -hmm. oops, three weeks later, I didn't even realize, like I wrote my own newsletter in response to it because like, that's how no, ideas seriously. work with us, right? Like I, what comes to mind is that, so Rachel did my, a long form session with me and my boys here in New Mexico, um, which was amazing. And we talked about, um, relationships. So I've been married for, oh my gosh, 24 years, a long time. Yeah. So, and that like, you know, we yeah. celebrate newness, marriage, and the beginnings yeah. of things instead of the relationships and it's involved, like how it evolves yeah. and grows and changes and, and morphs. And you did a newsletter on it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you, yeah, like it yeah. just kept, no, that I mean, conversation because, just kept going. It was so awesome. No, because like, also because Allison and her partner are like such best friends. And we like, are. they're it's so ridiculous. like, we're no, disgusting. It, it's, <laughs> it, but it's, it's inspiring and it's and you're like what 
how do we get more places for celebrating that? So yeah, and then you get yeah. to write about it and think about it later. And I feel like that's what I love about writing. It gives me this place to keep, uh, I don't know, make tangible all of these swirling thoughts and observations and things you want to celebrate and mm -hmm. things you want to, you're like, oh, I've got a container for that. Yeah, exactly. Container, like photography, is like a piece we get to hold on to a little longer. And writing is holding yeah. on to it and, and just savoring it and letting it, you know, sit just a little bit longer yeah. on your palate. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Well, thank you, Rachel, so much for being thank on. You. I love talking to you. I, I wish you were closer so we could I, hang out more. Why do I we have know, to live I so want to be closer because I want to be in New Mexico more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I you did New like Mexico it. I New Mexico more than you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm trying to love it. I am. I really am. But you did. You really liked it. So thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. I, um, if you guys are listening to this, all the links will be in the show notes to Rachel's website and the words workshop and all the other fun things that you can work with Rachel in. And thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Talking to Rachel is always such a fun time. And I am so glad that she was on. She is an amazing person. And our conversation was awesome. I just wanted to quickly say, if you like the You Belong podcast, I would so appreciate it if you would share it or leave a review wherever you listen to it. And I wanted to also say thank you so much for listening and thank you for being you.